Welcome back to another Bible with Bordeaux episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to be talking about, uh, well, I'm actually doing a Q&A, and the topic of this Q&A today is going to be the order of the home, who has priority. And the actual question comes in, and this is how it was sent to me. I always hear that in the family we should put God first, of course, but then husbands and wives should put each other before the kids. Is this a biblical order that has been taught that doesn't really exist? I read an article recently that said different. It basically said families should focus on whichever family member needs more attention at the at that moment, which makes so much sense. I would hate for my child to be going through something and feel like I have to push it aside for my husband, but then again, I can't ignore my husband in the moment either. How do I balance? Really good question. This is one of those things that I can just remember growing up, hearing this, I couldn't really fully understand it, and never really looked into it in scripture specifically. And so whenever I was thinking about this question, the kind of question of, you know, being a wife and being a mother, there's a lot of instructions for wives throughout the scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, the pastoral epistles talk about, um, you know, parental, having a home in order, things like that. There's so much that's involved in the husband-wife kind of category of scripture. But I was trying to look up things on what it says for a mother. So let's dive into a couple of scriptures. Uh, I, in just kind of an overview, I saw kind of three things that were tied to motherhood. And that's assumed instruction. So it's kind of assumed by these texts that mothers give their children instruction. You have comforter, who they comfort the children, and then also caring. So let's dive into the actual scriptures that I found, and we'll dive in a little bit. So Proverbs 1, 8-9. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. And likewise, in Proverbs 6, 20 through 21, it says, My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instructions. Keep the word, keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. So ideally, it's assumed in these texts from, you know, Old Testament that the mother is giving instruction, that the mother's teaching some way, shape, or form. I, I, I would guess this is like life lessons as well as biblical or scriptural principles because you know a lot of proverbs and psalms and a lot of writings in, in these areas is talking about god's law god's wisdom things like that which come from scripture so in proverbs 22 6 it also says direct your children onto the right path and when they when they are older they will not leave from it this this text is for mothers and fathers it's kind of a collective text saying direct your children teach them instruct them in the ways they should go and then in Exodus 20, 12, it says, Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And so ideally here is, you know, honor your mother because the mother is honorable. She's an honorable person. Now, another thing, and this is kind of, uh, this is more the spiritual aspect of the instruction. Paul is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy, and he's explaining to him, I remember the faith of your grandmother and your mother. Now that's kind of been instilled into you. And by this text, you would think this is coming straight from the grandmother and mother. The text actually says, I remember your genuine faith. 
for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. So the idea here is that it got passed from grandmother to mother to Timothy. So mothers are to teach their kids life principles, biblical principles, the, the Bible, the word. And this is important. So one of the areas that a mother is responsible for is teaching. Next is, uh, I'd say, comforter. So we look at Isaiah 66, 13. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. And this is God talking to Jerusalem. And he's saying, in the same way that a mother comforts her child is the way that I will comfort you. And then we jump to uh, caring in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7. As apostles of Christ, we certainly had the right to make some demands of you. But instead, we were like children among you, or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. So, and this isn't a direct um, instruction given to mothers, but it just kind of shows what a mother does for her children. And so, one of the questions I think about is, and I'll get to the main question in just a second here, I'm almost done. But the question I had was, why are there so little instructions for mothers? Like, I don't get it. When you look at, like, fathers, you look at scripture, you see so many instructions for fathers on how to take care of their kids, for men, how to take care of their, their, their wives. And, you know, and we're talking about specific, you know, family dynamics here. So I think one reason that there's so little, like, direct instructions for mothers is that they may be more biologically suited to take care of their children. They're just natural at it. It's not something that really is learned. And I think this is important to, to realize because there's a lot of things that mothers do that they never really need to be taught on how to do. And fathers need a lot more instruction on how to do things right for their kids. And also, two, the reason why there are so little instructions for mothers specifically on how to be a good mother is that the responsibility for taking care of kids is really kind of more so on the dad. When you look at Old Testament, you look at New Testament, there's a lot of instruction for fathers to teach their kids the word and to bring them up in the way they should go and think, you know, Proverbs and stuff. But there's a lot more given to men than to women. So honestly, I think in the ideal household, the way that I see in scripture, the way that I read text is that men are the ones that are responsible for making sure the kids are taken care of, brought up right. And the mothers are, are really kind of there to, to help. And I don't mean that they don't have their own responsibility. We just covered some of those, and most of those are assumed responsibilities. But I think that, you know, men, you're responsible for making sure your kids are safe, to make sure they're fed, provided for. You got to make sure that they are taught the ways of God. That's very specific throughout Scripture. You know, it talks about fathers passing the knowledge on to their sons in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and even in the pastoral epistles, uh, the, the, the men, elders, teachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, they're given the instruction to make sure your home's taken care of, make sure your family's taken care of, make sure your family is, is, is good, make sure they're good before you try to take care of the church. And so I think the, the, it, it kind of takes the pressure off of the mother now, that's ideal. That's the ideal situation. Fathers are heavily involved, and mothers are there to assist the father in, in what he's doing. And 
context. You got to think about biblical context. Most of the time, the men were out, you know, hunting, gathering. They're getting the food, things like that, taking care of the family in that way. Times are different now. There's no direct instruction for men to only be the ones that are bringing things home for the family and things like that. So, you know, times are different, but I still think that, you know, men are called to be sacrificial. They're called to put others ahead of themselves, especially their family. And so I think if you have a situation where a child is in need of something, then the father should be self-sacrificial, whether that's attention, whether that's food, whether that's, you know, whatever it may be. I can't think of other things, you know, medical care or whatever. Those are things that, that the father should be sacrificial in to, you know, like, for example, when I had COVID, like, I didn't expect my wife to neglect my kids in order to make sure that I had plenty of whatever I needed at that moment. Like, I knew, like, hey, I'm going to be okay, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, my kids are taken care of. So while my wife was taking care of them, I didn't try to pull her away from them to take care of me. And so those are the kind of things that, that I think about with, with men, with biblical men, the, what we're called to do is be self-sacrificial. I would say that for me personally, I normally put my wife before the kids. Uh, that's just the way it is. And the reason why I think, you know, the order of the home, I would say, kind of the priority, the reason why it is assumed that the, the order kind of is God, your spouse, and then your children, the order is like that because, you know, even in Genesis, you have Adam and Eve coming together. It also talks about the, you know, the man leaves his family to be joined to his wife. And, you know, the wife leaves the family, is joined to the husband. Kids eventually leave home. A spouse is not assumed to be taken apart from each other unless one or both pass away. So the idea that you put them first, the reason why is because you are connected to them to become one flesh. There's a lot more connectivity that doesn't separate at all with a husband and a wife. With parents, you're, you're rearing them at really early ages. You're taking care of them. You're teaching them. But once they become adults, they don't need you quite as much. And a husband and wife will kind of sort of always have that same similar need for one another, for attention, for love, for emotion, things like that, to help each other fulfill each other's purposes in Christ. And so I think that's the reason why the concept of God, spouse, and children exist. I do think it's a biblical concept, even though it's not directly spelled out in scripture like there's not like a chart that shows you that but just seeing you know God compares himself a lot you know with Israel as husband and you know wife Jesus as the church as his bride so that's a different kind of relationship that holds a, a I would say a, a different unique special because and the other thing is you only have one spouse you have multiple children, that doesn't mean because you have multiple that it's less important. But, like, there's nobody else in your life like your spouse. Where it's not necessarily like that with kids, because you can adopt kids. So that relationship is extremely unique, and you want to make sure that you're treating that with special care. And your kids, like I said, they're going to grow up. 
They're probably going to move away. They're going to get married. They're going to have their own kids. So that relationship uh, changes over time where the one with your spouse doesn't necessarily change as much. It, it matures and it grows and evolves, but it doesn't necessarily change in the same way like a, a mother and a, a child relationship does. So that's, that's, that's the, the main gist of what I see. I honestly, the, um, you know, if there's more, and, and this is for anybody out there who might be, you know, kind of, you know, struggling with this, if there's a situation where you're feeling like you have to neglect the one to take care of the other, then I would say that, that something needs to be addressed there, maybe in, in that family relationship. You know, men, if you're watching this, it's your responsibility to to sacrifice for the family. And whether that's you sacrifice emotional time with your wife, you know, even food in the most uh, extreme scenarios, food for your kids. And I mean, there is an essence of you have to love yourself before loving others. But again, I think that's an assumed thing in scripture, people, you know, men, husbands, fathers. So you always want to be self-sacrificial and you want to teach your kids to do the same. You want to teach your kids to, to, to be sacrificial themselves. And that's, that's kind of the best answer I have. If, if it seems, if that's not a good enough answer, you know, that's a general overview. If you need more specific help or details, in your particular family situation, whoever this may be, you know, whoever's watching this, I would recommend you go to your pastor, to a, a counselor of some sort, because I don't, I would pray that you're not in a situation where it's, I have to neglect, like I'm being forced to neglect my kids because I have to take care of my husband. I hope that's not a situation. Uh, if it is, you might need some type of family or family counseling or something like that, uh, that, that would be my recommendation. But ideally, I do think the biblical category or the biblical order is God, spouse, children. Like I said, you're with your spouse till death do you part. You're joined together into one flesh. Or with your kids, they move on, they move out, they go on about their lives. You're still their mother. You're still their father for any guys who's going to watch in this. But the relationship changes and their needs for you change. And your spouse's need for you doesn't really change over time. So you do need to keep that relationship strong and healthy. And so that's my answer for this question. Like I said, I hope that was helpful. And if you have any other questions or anything, you know, you can contact me, put them in the comments. Uh, if you're friends with me on social media, then you can ask me there. I'll try to help you out. If it's too personal, if it's a really personal thing, I would recommend you see a counselor, see your pastor, something to that effect because I think someone who can spend more one-on-one -on -one time and listen to your unique situations is, is much better than getting a general answer like this. So I love all of you. I hope you are enjoying your new year and I'll be back shortly or not. I'm recording another answer uh, here after this one, but I'll have that post in a day or two or whatever. So stay tuned. I got more questions to come. If you have any questions for me, put them in the comments or ask personally and i will try to address them in the same kind of manner that i did here so anyway hope that was helpful and i'll see you next time